My name is Brian Kinsey, and I'm the pastor of First Pentecostal Church in Pensacola. I'm delighted that you're listening to this message, and I hope it blesses your life. If you'd like to submit a prayer request, or if you're interested in a personal Bible study, you can call us at 850-477-1100, or send us an email at firstpent at firstpent.org. We hope you enjoy this message. And praise the Lord, everybody, no matter where you are. It's a great opportunity to be in the house of the Lord. Your home is now the house of the Lord and a sanctuary for your God to dwell in. I give honor to Pastor, appreciate his vision for this revival in this time that we are in. The church has never thrived more than it's thriving right now. So many times we think that the enemy is getting the upper hand and we give the devil too much credit for what God has allowed to happen. Nothing slips by the hand of God and I'm thankful for what he is doing in this last day. Give honor to my beautiful wife and my children. I feel a message from the Lord. I've wrestled with two throughout the day today, but I feel direction now tonight after what they just sang in this atmosphere. We are standing on holy ground. Angels are around, and I really appreciate people that are sensitive to the Holy Ghost. I appreciate those that are singing and playing tonight here in the building for being sensitive to the Spirit of God. If you have your Bibles, the book of Matthew chapter number 13 we're going to read verses 37 to 39 and verses 47 to 49. If you're at home, please join me. Matthew chapter 13, verses 37 to 39, and then Matthew 13, 47 to 49. Amen. The Bible said, He answered and said unto them, He that soweth the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. Verse 47 to verse number 49. Again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a net that was cast into the sea and gathered of every kind, which when it was full, they drew to shore and sat down and gathered the good into vessels, but the, cast the bad away. Verse 49, so shall it be at the end of the world, the angels shall come forth and sever the wicked from among the just. I feel a prophetic word, if I can say that tonight in this room. I feel the Lord spoke to me tonight on the way to the service and spoke something to me to speak at the end of this message tonight. Regardless of what I was going to speak, I felt the Lord tell me to say something specifically at the end, but I want to give you a message tonight entitled, Dead End Angels dead end angels. If you're at your home or in your car or with family or alone, would you lift up your hands right now and would you ask the Lord to speak to you individually and into your family. Lord Jesus, have your way tonight in every person's life that's watching this. I curse every spirit of fear and doubt and worry and anxiety in the name of the Lord Jesus and I release the gift of faith to flow into every home and every life I pray tonight in Jesus' name. Speak to your people as only you can do. I give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Somebody at home say, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening and paying attention tonight to the word of the Lord. I would like to start off by saying, and you already know what I'm going to say when I mention this, but he is an on-time God. 
Yes, he is. And I serve a God that always gets the last word in every situation. It does not matter what kind of chaos or crisis we are in. We have a God that will get the last word every single time. I'm reminded of the book of Job when it seemed like everybody was talking. It started off with Satan talking and then Job's wife talking and then Job's friends talking and then Job talking. But at the end, God talked. And guess who talked after God? No one. Because when God speaks, that settles everything that the questions that have been raising up to him have been requested. He is a God that does get the last word. It doesn't matter what the devil's doing in your family, your finances, your mind, or your health. You have a God watching you right now. And if you'll believe in him and reach out to him, he will get the last word in the battle, Ishataya, that you are facing. I thank the Lord that he always waits till the last moment. But when no one else can fix it, that's when he shows his greatest power and releases what only he can release. Amen. When you think it's over and when I think it's over, that's when heaven does its greatest work. In fact, it's good for us to admit to God, I cannot fix this. I cannot control this. I cannot take care of the need in my family right now. It's a good thing when you admit that to God because what you're telling God is, I need you to be the God of the situation that's out of my control. And storms that would normally sink you or I bow down to his feet because he is still the king of everything that we go through. Brother Bobby Wade, who preached here last weekend, and I were talking, and he told me something, and, and my mind exploded, and, and then my mind went to all these stories in the Bible. He told me that you, in the, the first human in the Bible to ever have an encounter with an angel was a lady named Hagar. Hagar, obviously the woman who was Abraham's mistress, and Abraham and Sarah could not have children, so they brought Hagar in, and she birthed Ishmael. But before she did, uh, when she was pregnant, with Ishmael. She ran away into the wilderness and she was at a place called Shur. And the word Shur means the wall. And I began to think, he told me, he said, this was a dead end. And Hagar had an angel encounter her at this dead end. You know, I began to think, and he and I were talking about it throughout the word of God. Every time you see, almost every time you see an angel encountering a human, the human was at a dead end. Because no matter what what you do when you cannot fix it. Heaven can send a resource that's stronger than what your resources are on your own. The angel told her, go back to your mistress and live there and I've got a nation inside of your womb and the next person that met an angel was Lot and Lot was at a dead end. Sodom and Gomorrah where he lived were about to be burned with fire. So right before God burned it down, God sent angels to Lot and said get out of here. This is your answer are coming. You can't stop the situation, but God cares enough about you to take care of you and your family. Uh, the next person to meet an angel was Abraham, and Abraham was told by God, sacrifice your son on the altar on the mountain, and Abraham carries uh, the wood and the fire, and, the, and they bring Isaac up. He's got the knife, and God doesn't stop anything, and he builds the altar, and he sets the wood on the altar. He lays his son 
on the altar. Talk about being at a dead end and not being able to fix the situation. But when he raised the knife pack, the Bible said the angel of the Lord spoke to him out of heaven and he said, that's enough. And from now on, you're going to call this place Jehovah Jireh. The Lord is my provider. Can I tell you, angels are about to provide for some people watching tonight. You think you're running out of money? I feel the Holy Ghost telling me to tell you, watch what heaven does when the ravens stop coming. The angels are on their way. When you cannot fix the situation, God will send an answer that you had no idea was coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What about Jacob? Next person to meet an angel. He's supposed to die the next morning. He saw his brother has 400 soldiers. It's payback time, Jake. You're going to die tomorrow for all the things you've done wrong, all the things you stole from me. And the Bible said the night before Jacob met Esau, he was left alone. And here comes a man of heaven. As Hosea called him an angel of the Lord, came down and wrestled with Jacob until the breaking of the day. And the angel said, let me go for the day breaketh. And Jacob said, I will not let you go except you bless me. You see, God, I'm at a dead end. And I cannot fix the situation with my family. And they're never going to turn and show me favor unless you show up. And he wrestled that angel. And finally, the angel said, your name is no longer Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince, thou hast power with God and with man and have prevail. I'd like to tell someone right now whose family is in chaos, get ready for an angel. He's going to come visit you. He's going to strengthen you. And where you've lost favor, I feel like I'm preaching to a backslider right now. You feel like nobody cares and nobody's watching and nobody loves you. But the Lord said, I'm sending angels to help you and strengthen you and I will restore your family. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What about the next person? Moses. Oh, so many times. But let's just take two of the times Moses had the encounter. When he was at a dead end in Egypt and he could not get the Israelites out. He had all this plague power. He had authority over the atmosphere. He could call down hail. He could make locusts show up, lice show up. He could turn water into blood. But Pharaoh still said, not letting you go. Dead end. Nine encounters with Pharaoh. Dead end. So all God did was send one angel. And one angel in the middle of the night got two to three million people delivered. When Moses ran out of options and ran out of authority to release plagues, God sent one angel and that angel turned everything around. And they went out of Egypt with the spoils of Egypt. And they went to the Red Sea. Here's the second time. And they're at the Red Sea. And here comes Pharaoh chasing them. And you, they're at a dead end again. They can't go forward. They can't go left. They can't go right. Pharaoh's behind them about to attack them. What are you going to do now, Moses? You're at a dead end. Well, thank God, every time I'm at a dead end, I can expect angels to show up and help me. The Bible said the angel of the Lord that was in front of them went behind them 
to block Pharaoh's chariots. I will like telling someone right now who thinks they're at a dead end and you cannot see God helping you anywhere you look. Don't you be mad at God just because you can't see angels behind the scenes right now. They're protecting you and your family. There are angels fighting on your behalf and if you will stand still, you'll see the salvation of the Lord and Moses stretched out the rod and the Red Sea opened because what you call a dead end is really a end when you notice that angels are around you. The next person was Joshua. They're, on the, they're coming to the promised land. It's our territory. Oops. What's that big wall? What's that big city with a big wall? We're at a dead end. We, we don't know what to do. Bible said Joshua went up to the wall and there met him the captain of the host. The captain of the military of angels met Joshua, gave him the game plan of how to bring Jericho down because when you're at a dead end, that's when God releases his plan that you had no idea would work the entire what about Gideon, the next person he's trying to have a harvest but for seven years in a row, every time they get to the end of of, uh, the harvest where they're about to reap what's grown, the enemy comes in and steals it and now it's gotten so bad he's trying to have a harvest in a dark place in a cave trying to reap in the dark where there's no wind to separate the reed from the chaff but as he's at this dead end the angel of the Lord comes down and says you are a mighty man of valor it's throughout the word of God what about Elijah when he's being chased by Jezebel into the wilderness and he wants to die it's at a dead end God I can't go any further I can't fix the situation what did God send an angel angel of the Lord and the angel comes down and says you're going to eat this meal but the journey's too great for you wow when you think it's over and you're losing your mind that's when heaven is closer than they've ever been I want to say that to someone watching right now because your home feels like a craziness situation ever since the kids have stayed home from school Hello, mom and dad. You're watching now, I bet. Yeah, it's craziness. Let me give you a verse to help you. Psalm 107, 27, 28. The Bible says they reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and are at their wit's end. They, then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he bringeth them out of their distresses. When you're at your wit's end and you're telling God, I can't take much more of this, that's when God shows up to bring you out of the trial. You need more Bible? Let's go. What about Daniel? When they said you can't pray to the Lord, Daniel, we're going to throw you in the lion's den. It's a real dead end. Like you're literally going to die at this end. And they put him in the lion's den. But heaven sent the angel of the Lord. And the angel shut the lion's mouth. What about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace when they were supposed to be at a dead end? The Bible said the king saw the fourth man like the son of God. The Bible later calls it an angel of the Lord. What about, what about, uh, 
Joseph in the New Testament when he was uh, told by the angel of the Lord in the night as he was sleeping, don't divorce Mary. Don't give up on her. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. He's at a dead end, about to walk away from his destiny, his bride. Everything that's holding Jesus is, is beside him, but he's about to walk away. What does God do? Sends one angel. What about the wise men who go as far as they can go following a star? And they come before Jesus and they bow down and give him their gold and their frankincense and their myrrh. That was their trading expense to get back home. And they had, they were at a dead end. How are we going to get back home? We've got to go through Herod's house still. But the angel of the Lord came down and talked to them and said, go home a different way. When you think it's over, it's not really over. What about Peter when he was in prison and supposed to be executed the next morning? The church prayed without ceasing. And the Lord sent an angel into Peter's cell and delivered him. What about Paul as the ship's about to crash and everyone's losing their mind? We're over. I can't. No cell phones to call home and say, I love you. It's over. We're about to drown. Paul said, everybody be of good cheer. Why should we be of good cheer, Paul? We're about to drown. I'll tell you why. There's an angel on this ship, and he says, talk to me, and said, we're not going to lose anybody's life, but we're at a dead end, Paul. I know. That's why God shows up when you can't fix it. He shows off his greatest power, and let me just tell somebody this right now. Even hell knows I'm telling the truth. Because when the devil tempted Jesus in the wilderness and said, jump off the pinnacle, Bishop, he said, jump off for your angels will catch you lest you dash your foot against a stone. He said, I already know what happens before you crash. Angels would show up. Hell knows it. Heaven knows it. But now more than ever, the church is realizing that when we thought it was over, it was actually God stirring up the greatest revival we ever had. Only person that was at a dead end in the Bible that didn't use angels when they were there to help was Jesus on the cross. When the Bible said he could have called down legions of angels, but he didn't call the angels down because he is God. God didn't need the angels because he made the angels. But you need the angel. I need the angel. I don't need to see it. I don't need to have a conversation with him. I just need to know that when my back's against the wall, Heaven is going to send help that I cannot send on my own. Mary, what are you doing, Mary? Oh, I'm going to go to the tomb. It's over. They buried him in the tomb. I'm just going to go see if I can handle the soldiers are there and, and the rock is there and the rock is sealed. It's a dead end. It's over. I'm just going to go to the graveyard and mourn. I'm going to go to the graveyard and just weep about what used to be and the miracles we used to see, the stuff Jesus used to do. I'm going to go there and have a, have a crying session and grieve a little. I'm grieving because it's over. I'm at a dead end. And when she comes grieving to the dead end, she didn't find a cemetery that was, was vacant. She didn't find a cemetery with no life. And she didn't see a rock in front of a tomb. The rock had been rolled away. And the Bible said the angel of the Lord spoke unto her and said, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Can I tell the apostolic church right now? Jesus is still alive. And he's risen. And he's not silent. He's going to answer your prayer. 
Bible say that's how it's going to be at the end of the world. Angels will show up, sever the wicked from the just, for the angels are the reapers. Here's what the Lord told me tonight on the way here. But Eli Hernandez is one of our great evangelists, and he's fighting the virus right now. And he needs our prayer. In fact, we're about to pray for him in a moment. I feel the Holy Ghost. We're going to pray for him. And I was praying for him the other night and began to intercede. And when I was interceding in deep intercession, it was like an Asian dialect came out of my mouth and began to war in the spirit. Today on the way to church, the Lord spoke to me and said, I have sent angels from Asia to America. For what you are having in America now is what was called the Asian revival. He said, for in Asia the last several years, the angels have been reaping in apartments and houses behind closed doors. The bathtubs have become the baptistries. In America, the angels reap in the sanctuary. But tonight on the way here, he said, tell the people that are watching tonight that angels from Asia have been dispatched to America because the revival that's taking place now is revival in homes and apartments and places you never dreamed of. And I needed angelic assistance because it's been happening in Asia for several years. Let me tell the North American church something. Do not be afraid. Do not be weary. For God will give you revival in your own own living room in your own houses it doesn't matter what the devil's telling you there are angels that have been trained for this very revival I close with this when Daniel prayed and fasted and the angel of the Lord was coming to help him that demon of Persia where Daniel was tried to block the angel and the angel broke through Michael. In other words, the angel was trying to get through and Michael had to come help him. Because when angels and demons start fighting, if the child of God keeps praying and fasting, God sends more angels. And Michael fought and got the angel through. And the angel got the prayer of Daniel and said, I'm going back before the Lord to dump this prayer out. But before I do, the prince of Grecia is coming to help the prince of Persia fight me. In other words, he said, there are demons from different nations that are going to try to stop you from what's going on. But I'm going to tell someone something right now. Even when hell abandons their post in a different nation to stop revival in a current nation, God already knows what they're planning. I said heaven already knew the plan of hell before it manifested. And I don't care what the devil's trying to stir up. I know one thing. We're going to give God all the glory in every situation for the Lord will get the last word every single time and there are more for you than there are against you for there are two angels to every one devil and can I tell the church something stop hanging your head in fear and having a pity party it's time to lift up your head and rejoice for revival has never been at the level it's coming I think to you, think about you, thoughts of peace to give you an expected end.
all God has to do to turn your dead end to a true If he thinks that turns into a God end and what you thought was terrible changes everything. Well, that's just a stand right now if you're in your house. I want you to stand. Families there with you, I want you to grab their hands. If you're by yourself, I want you to speak this out loud. At my dead end. And when I can't Brother Hernandez, we're about to pray for you. Churches in Chicago fighting this, we're about to pray for you. God would send angels right now to those that are on ventilators. For those that cannot fight this off by the authority of the word of God and by the power of the name of the Lord Jesus, we curse every spirit of death and every spirit of fear and unbelief. Lord, show off your power and do miracles across this nation that no doctor will get credit for, that no human will get credit for, that no government will get credit for, but that you'll get the glory for Every single time I praise you touch brother Hernandez touch the people that are sick from uh, from border to border north to south east to west we pray across the nations right now across our globe that somebody would be resurrected from death's doorway as they think it's over and families are preparing funerals that you would send angels and reach town with your power and do what only you can do Somebody cry out and travail in your house right now. Somebody call a family member's name, a loved one's name, a friend's name, a co-worker's name. Somebody call a name out and say, God, send an angel. God, send an angel. God, send an angel. Don't have to know when. Don't have to know where. Don't have to know how. I don't need to see it. Don't pray, God, let me see the angel. Just pray, God, send the angels. He said, at the end of the world, the angels will be the reapers. I've had more calls in text this week of people having encounters with angels with weapons in their hands. The sickle is in the hand of the angel of the Lord. It's reaping season. Revival cannot be stopped. It's in homes, it's in cars, it's in apartments, it's everywhere. People watching are being healed. Why? Because the angels of the Lord are loosed. Because when you think it's over and your world is at a dead end, the angels show up when you can't fix it. I want someone watching as I give this back to Bishop to lift their hands and begin to thank the Lord that he's got every need under control. Don't you worry about what's going to happen in three weeks. Well, I'm going to run out of money. No, you're not. God's going to send you a check in the mail. God's going to send you something you can't even fathom. There are answers coming you can't even, well, I'm going to do I'm going to lose this. No, you're not. I Someone watching this is fighting suicide. I come against that in the name of the Lord Jesus. You're not going to lose your mind. I curse the spirit of 
of bankruptcy that's attacking your mind, fearing. I curse that in Jesus' name. I speak life to your finances. I speak faith to your spirit. The Lord has a way out. No matter what you think at the end, he'll make a way of escape for you. The angels are loose. Invite them into your home right now. Ask the Lord to send angels to your home, to your kids' bedside while they sleep tonight. Ask angels to come to your car. Ask the Lord, send your angels to me. Send your angels to my family. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I receive this as a word from the Lord. It was an anointed voice that spoke this word to us tonight. And God is going to send the angels even if we feel and know we're at a dead end, that's when God sends the angel to rescue us, to make the way where there is no way so that we can come out on the other side victorious. I appreciate so much you joining in tonight. Thank you for being a part of this. Take this word to heart. Mix it with your faith and watch God do a miraculous work in your life and in our church. Remember, we hope you enjoyed this message. Please reach out to us if you have any questions. We can be found at firstpent.org. That's F I R S T P E N T dot org. If you're ever in Pensacola, Florida, we hope you visit us. Be blessed in Jesus' name.